comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Ose Yao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry in Kumasi, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory success and limitless prosperity god bless you as you listen come with me to azar chapter 53 verse 2 let's read it together one go for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground there are no form or comeliness and when Somebody say, when we shall see him, there is no beauty in him that we should desire him. Amazing scripture. Now look at verse 3 with me. One go, he is despised and he is despised and he is despised and a man of what? Sorrows acquainted with grief. We hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised. And we esteem him not. Verse 4. Surely he had borne our griefs and carried. Uh-huh. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we were healed. Praise God. I thought somebody would shout a bigger hallelujah. Yeah. Praise God. Verse 3. He said he was despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows acquainted with grief. He was despised and rejected. Okay. Now, please take note of verse 3. He was despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows acquainted with grief. Come with me to Matthew chapter 27 verse 15 to 26. I'll read one verse and then you read the other. We will alternate and you have to read it aloud. Now it was the governor's custom each year during the Passover celebration to release one prisoner to the crowd. Anyone they wanted. Somebody say anyone they wanted. Okay, let's go. See, there was a notorious prisoner, a man named Barabbas. Okay, as the crowds gathered before Pilate's house that morning, he asked them, which one do you want me to release to you? Barabbas or Jesus, who is called the Messiah? Verse 18. He said he knew that, go back there. He knew that, he knew very well that the religious leader had arrested Jesus out of envy. Out of envy. You have to be very careful about that thing called very short word. Four letters, but dangerous. Four letter word, but dangerous. You have to be careful about it in your life, and you have to be careful about it from other people towards you. 
Some of us, we don't know how to carry ourselves around envious people. When somebody envies you, you should be able to pick it up and be careful how you relate with the person. Praise God. When we say we love people, it doesn't mean that go and put your head in the neck and let them kill you. Am I complicating somebody here? Uh, people sometimes they wine and dine with people who are very envious of them and they can't even see it. Bible says, be wise as serpents. Do you know how a snake can be around for a long time and you will never see it to kill it? They are very smart. Take it. Take it. Now let's continue. Verse 19. Just then, as Pilate was sitting, his wife sent. Leave that innocent man alone. Good. Verse 20. Okay. The crowd shouted back, Barabbas. Okay. Responded. Then what should I do with Jesus? Who is called the Messiah? They shouted back, crucify him. Amazing. Why? Pilate demanded. What crime has he committed? But the mob roared even louder. Crucify him. Okay, verse 24. He sent for a bowl of water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I'm innocent. Okay. Verse 25. And all the people yelled back, we will take responsibility for his death. Amazing. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that we and our children? Very, very serious. Now, let's go to verse 26. So Pilate released Barabbas to them. He ordered Jesus, flogged with a lead tip whip, then turned him over to the Roman soldiers to be crucified. Amazing. Praise God. Acts chapter 3, verse 12 to 16. Acts chapter 3, verse 12 to 16. Okay, now one go. Peter saw his opportunity. And address the crowd. Let me give you a background here. This is when Peter, when they were going to Peter and John, when they were going to the temple, and then they met the, uh, the man who was lamed. They prayed for him, and then he stood on his feet, and he got healed. And then they were dragged before the Sahindri to come and answer why they have healed somebody, particularly on the Sabbath day. And the Bible said Peter seized that opportunity and began to address them. Now let's listen to how he addressed them, because the things he said there are very important. One go, Peter saw his opportunity and addressed the crowd. People of Israel, he said, what is so surprising about this? And why stare at us as though we had made this man walk by our own power or godliness? Okay. For it is the king Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of all our ancestors, who has brought glory to his servant Jesus by doing this. This is the same. Please follow it. This is who? The same Jesus whom you handed over and rejected before Pilate despite Pilate's decision to release him. Did you see that? A man of sorrows rejected, a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. Now here the Bible says 
they rejected him, and then they chose Barabbas. He said, you rejected this holy one, righteous one, and instead demanded the release of a murderer. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead, and we are witnesses of this fact. Hallelujah. Verse 16. Through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. And you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. Anything that is crippled in your life, may it be healed this morning. In the name of Jesus, as we partake of his body and blood, may you be healed of every infirmity. May your finances be healed. May your marriage be healed. May your academics be healed. May anything sick in your body be healed now. In the name of Jesus, receive healing in this service. Now come to Psalm 118, verse 22 to 23. Psalm. The stone which the builders rejected has become has become what? The chief cornerstone. That word is very important. When we say the chief cornerstone, we are talking about something that is of prime importance. Supreme importance. Something that is much less in value. Something that you have, is, you have no replacement for it. When they say a chief cornerstone in building, in the sense of building, it means it's almost like a pillar upon which a whole building revolves. That's the chief corner. He said, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Now, look at verse 23. He said, this is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. May God do something marvelous in your eyes. May God do something marvelous in your eyes. Now, let's read Acts chapter 4, verse 11 to 12. This is the stone which was rejected by who? Read it. One go. Which has become the chief corner stone. Now listen. Which, which stone is he talking about? Some, some prophetically talked about it. Here we are told. Go to verse 12 please. Now is there no salvation in any other? For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So which stone was he talking about? Jesus. The stone which the builders rejected. The stone which the builders rejected. When you read diverse, this I started from the prophetic angle. You see, in Isaiah, Isaiah, was, Isaiah chapter 53 verse 1, the King James Version, he said he was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. He was despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows acquainted with grief. I'm speaking this morning and on Sunday morning about dealing with rejection. Dealing with rejection. When you read the story of Jesus, particularly the things that uh, heralded his crucifixion and the actual crucifixion, one of the things that stands out, and when you read most of the prophetic scriptures, you realize that rejection, rejection was part of it. When the people had a choice between Barabbas and Jesus, they rejected Barabbas and chose Jesus. Praise God. Instead of rather letting go of the person who was known to be a criminal, a wild man by all standards, 
That's the man they chose. They said, you should be free. This man will reject him. Go and crucify him. The Bible said, Jesus was rejected, a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. I don't know whether anybody has been rejected before. Have you been rejected before? Have you experienced rejection before? Yes. If you have, then we are good to write. Amen? If you have never, it's because you are a little boy or you are a child. But as you grow up, as you grow up, even children know about rejection. Sometimes, when they see their peers or their mates being selected for something and they are ignored, you see that they begin to throw tantrums. So you see that within us as human beings, there is an innate desire to fight and to deal with rejection. No human being takes rejection kindly. Praise God. And if you look at the story of Jesus, apart from prophecy, practically, that was what happened. The crucifixion, the, uh, the Good Thursday, the Good Friday, and the Saturday, everything that led to his crucifixion on the cross and subsequent burial and resurrection was rejection. Jesus was not exposed to rejection. At the time he was about to die, he actually exposed rejection very early. When he was conceived, he was conceived in an illegitimate manner. So, you remember that uh, Joseph almost did not marry Mary. How many of you remember that story? Yeah, he said uh, uh, he was considering actually withdrawing the proposal. He was thinking of going for his drink, whatever it was at the time. I'm sure he consulted some of his friends, consulted his family members. They ah, listen, you are smarter than this. Don't be fooled. How can a lady tell you that she's pregnant and she can't tell who impregnated her? Even if you knew who impregnated her, then you know what to do about it. But you are allowing this uh, foolish girl to deceive you that she's pregnant by a spirit. Have you, since you, you look at uh, as old as you are, have you seen a spirit impregnate somebody? Think, think, think. Praise God. His friends must have told him. Joseph, don't be a mumu. Think. Be smart. Nobody marries like that. So immediately, Joseph said, okay, oh dear, if you are saying, and then Joseph said, maybe I think I should just return the drinks. The night before, the spirit of God visited him in the form of an angel. An angel went to him and said, Joseph, you are about to make a fool out of yourself. This decision you are taking is a good decision. Go ahead and marry her. Because what she's conceived in her womb, is of the spirit. God knew that it would have been too much for Jesus. So he had to release an angel to come and threaten Joseph. So you see, the angel came and issued a threat. And Joseph said, at thy threat, I will marry her. But, <laughs> but you see, you cannot make me obligated to him. So when the child is born, that becomes the end of it. And if you look at the life of Jesus, at every stage of the life of Jesus, you see his mother being mentioned again and again. Mother mentioned again and again. Only few occasions did you hear references made to Joseph. Why? Because Joseph was not particularly excited about that move. The angel forced him against his will and he was not going to be forced to take care and be responsible. There are some people who may be here today, you have been born out of wedlock. And sometimes when you come among certain people, they say things and it makes you feel awkward and it looks like something is wrong with you. I come to tell you there's nothing wrong with you. Amen. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And if you align yourself with God's will and purpose, it shall become a reality in your life. Can somebody give me a believing amen? amen. Give me a believing amen. amen. That was right from infancy. Right from infancy. People experience rejection at a very infant stage of their lives. Sometimes you just don't know what has happened. 
But people, sometimes parents give birth to children that they don't like. Either they didn't plan for the child or they felt that the child's arrival added additional unusual financial burden to their lives. You know those children that are not budgeted for. You plan for four children and then by the time you realize your wife doesn't take care of herself properly or you like enjoying yourself too much and by the time you realize another child is coming and finances are tight. You see, conception of a child should naturally bring joy and gladness to a family. But it's not every child whose conception brings joy and gladness to a family. There are children, when they are conceived, they can create, they, sometimes they can even break even a home. There are men who can get so angry and mad at their wives as if their wife impregnated herself. Rejection is so real. It's so real. Jesus did not experience rejection only at his infantile stage. But growing up too, he was not like he, he, he said the spirit of God is upon me. He has anointed me to become a minister. And he decided after the carpentry shop, you know, even his family house, he wasn't really celebrated as much. They used to refer him as the carpenter's son. You see, the kind of job sometimes you do can even let people reject you. You can propose love to a girl and says, what do you do? He said, I work in a carpentry shop. He said, bye-bye. <laughs> I will pray about it and she never finishes praying. <laughs> but tell her I'm a pharmacist. And she will even pray about it. <laughs> but let me tell you that people who are carpenters who are millionaires more than people who are pharmacists. Am I communicating here? There are some carpenters rich and loaded than doctors. We live in a place called Africa where you can excel in things and envisage uh, 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 to prosper in certain areas of their lives. But I'm telling you, there are carpenters elsewhere, or even in Ghana, who do their work so well that people pay several amounts of money. And I respect, I have a lot of respect for artisans, particularly those who have taken pains to learn and excel in their jobs. I have a lot of respect for them. And a lot of them really have a lot of money. Because, you see, the, our tax system is so bad, so some of them, even the, the monies they could have paid as tax alone, when they add it to their money, your salary of 3,000, 4,000 is more. So you ladies who are always looking for, who has a degree, who has this thing, think, think, think. The best degree will make you as an employee if you are not an entrepreneur in your thinking. That's, that's what I mean. There are people who sometimes tell, if, if, you're, if, if, if you are going to marry somebody, that's a cake. A cake. A cake, you are too late. Abanjuma, Abanjuma. Those are, those, gone are those days where Abanjuma was bringing money. Gone are those days. An engineer in Sandvik, which is a private firm, will earn much more than an engineer in highways. Yeah. Some private hospitals even pay more than government pays. For skillful laborers, people are skilled as doctors. So, Abanjuma, Abanjuma. Don't think like that, oh. Change your mentality. Abanjuma. But you see, like I'm saying, Joseph, Jesus, they said, is this not the carpenter's son? They didn't, Joseph did not accept as his son. So they said the carpenter, because they could have said, this is the son of Joseph. It's about, when you go through all scripture, I think all, all through the New Testament, it's only one time that Jesus is referred to as the son of Joseph. It's about one time. Everywhere. 
Some of you have been born by a father you have never met. You are so embittered, so unforgiving. And every time you think about your father, you are just wondering, the day you get him, you do him something for him to know. That they don't, you, don't bring, you don't bring a child to the earth and treat him the way he has treated you. When you get him, you, you let him know. And you had this kind of thinking when you were 20 years. You had, you had this kind of thinking in JHS. You've carried it all through. Now you're about 25, 30, and it's still within you. When you think about your mother, you can't think straight. The moment, the moment his thoughts of your mother or your father comes to mind, all of a sudden you begin to boil in your heart. Something begins to move in the negative. Watch it very closely. Watch it very closely. Because if you don't deal with it, it may kill you before your time. Jesus went through rejection almost every phase. As a child, carpenter's son will obviously not play around where doctors shouldn't play. Am I communicating somebody at all? Carpenter's son. Carpenter's son. Me, I'm a farmer's son. My father was a farmer. My father was not poor. Yeah, my father was not poor. I've never said it anywhere that my father was poor. Praise God. But I didn't enjoy some of my father's money because when I grew up and I, I could enjoy some of his money, he had died. In fact, he actually died tested. But, you know, he was one of those old people, traditional people, one of those old people who was living for his family. That's why I was telling you last week that one of the things you need to do before you die is to prepare a will and state clearly whatever you need done in your will. Yeah. If you die without a will as a member of this church, you are a disgrace to God and to the church. Say an amen. amen. In fact, if you die without a will, I may not bury you. <laughs> l- l- let me add that one. If, if, if I'm telling you, I may not bury you because, you see, burying you is uh, raising confusion. The moment we bury you and finish, you are going to lie down. We say rest in peace and your family is broken in pieces. Yeah. I will not allow that in my watch. So before you fall sick and you contemplate on going, say, Pastor, this is my will. Am I complicating here? I'm not joking. I'm very serious. I'm very serious. I hate to see women go through unnecessary things. I hate to see it. My mother went through a lot. And I personally went through a lot. Praise God. I'm just telling you. You see, (laughs) I am not so old. But by the grace of God, the experiences I've gone through have shaped my life. They've made me much, 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 much. Everywhere I've appeared, people have always respected me than my age. Because by the grace of God, certain exposures that I went through early in life have shaped certain philosophies about my life. And then, of course, my knowledge of God and my, my obedience to his calling has shaped me in so many ways. So, but I just want to have you to have an idea of what can happen when you possibly die like that. You won't die like that. Amen. Say, I won't die like that. Amen. I'm just telling you. So Jesus suffered rejection. He couldn't play with certain children. He couldn't go to school at certain places. You, you went to UP. You went to UP. UP, those days, when I was in JHS, uh, uh, primary school, elementary school, UP was a, a school... Everybody wanted to go. I don't know whether it's not like that today. You, most of you, you went, you didn't go to LA. Most of you are too young to go to LA. Most of you, if you went to local school, it would be Emmy. Yeah, Emmy. You see, <laughs> me, I went to LA. When I was, it was local authority. Now it's metropolitan authority. So it's, it's another level. So you see, 
When you are born into a certain place, sometimes I'll be taking you through some of the things that brings rejection into people's lives. But you see, for the purposes of this service, I just want to, by way of laying the foundation to appreciate that, went through a lot of rejection. When he decided to pastor, it's another thing. He should have stayed in the carpentry shop. One day, he went to the tabernacle. They gave him holy scriptures. He read it. And in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, he said, The Spirit of God is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel, to, to heal the brokenhearted. Made wild vision statement. Look at his vision statement. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed him to preach to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of such, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. He said, verse 19, he said, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. <laughs> Verse 20. And he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant. The day he finished this, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, and then uh, the scribes, they say, hey, you will preach it for us, you see. From that day forward, they were never at peace with him. He wanted to be part of the, at least, he didn't go to a good school from the beginning, but having made it to the university, he wanted to join a certain club. They say, hey, listen, this uh, club, the only people who can join are the people who went to this particular school. And some of us, that's why when we come to church, you need to be very careful that you don't let people feel segregated against. Because people are being segregated against in many places. The only place they are looking forward, where they, they expect to be received unconditionally. They, they expect to be loved unconditionally. They may not speak with your accent. They may not have your kind of background. They may not have your kind of degree. But when they come to church, you better be careful how you relate and handle them. I'm not communicating somebody here. This is not a place to come and do, I'm this class, I'm that class. Keep your class at home. I'm not communicating here. Keep your class at home. You are a doctor, that's a hospital. When you come here, Let's relate as brothers and sisters in Christ. Am I communicating here? That's how we relate. Don't use your position to boss somebody around and try and to let people and, and undermine somebody and look at somebody and make the person feel like he doesn't belong. He doesn't belong where? You, where do you belong? Where did we belong until the blood of Christ saved us? Where did we belong with all your class, with all your degree, with all your background? You still belong to hell. But when the blood located you and sanctified you, it made you a member of the household of God. And you here today stand and you can now look at somebody and want to undermine the person and use the person's past against him. Listen, be very careful. God doesn't get angry with you. Praise God. Now, people who keep bringing other people's past to them. And it used to be like this. It used to be like this. It used to be like this. They will simply allow them to be the new creature God has made them in Christ. The fact that you are exposed to some, you have some knowledge about my past does not mean that you should use it to negatively influence my present. Am I communicating here? So, it's important. Everywhere there was rejection. When he came into the ministry, there was rejection. Sometimes I get amazed at what God is doing with Bishop Dark. And I love, he's one of the men of God apart from, in fact, apart from my spiritual father, Reverend Dixon, Bishop Oedipo, he's one of the men of God I've grown to love passionately. I respect him highly and I love him passionately. And when I read some of his material, listen to him, and sometimes you look at how he was rejected coming up as a minister. There's, there are a few pastors in Ghana who actually experience rejection, like Bishop Dark. But look at where he is today. That should inspire somebody. 
that no matter how people fail to reject you and acknowledge you, you can become who God wants you to become. Am I communicating somebody here? You can't. Bishop Oedepo, somebody, a senior man of God at the time, looked at Bishop Oedepo and told him that you, you even stammer, so you can be a preacher. This man today pastors the largest congregation in Africa. Over 200,000 people are seated every Sunday hearing the word of God from his feet. The one that people said could not make it. The one people said did not qualify to preach. What have people told you you can do? What are, what are your background telling you? What is it that your background is telling you? What is it that your family is making you aware that you can't make it? What is it? What is it? A teacher looked at Albert Einstein and told him, you are not an academic material. They expelled him out of school because they felt he didn't belong there. Great inventions in science can be attributed to Albert Einstein. But for him, amazing things that rule the world today will not exist. So Jesus went through rejection. What does it mean to be rejected? To be rejected, number one, is to refuse, is to refuse to accept or consider something. To refuse to accept or consider something. For instance, you propose love to somebody and the person tells you, Charlie, no way for you. He has refused you. If you have been refused before, may the Lord cause you to be accepted. Sometimes there is a certain lady who is also eyeing a certain guy, expecting the guy to come forward. And by the time you realize, the guy has gone somewhere else. May the Holy Ghost comfort you. Can somebody give me a believing amen here? To refuse to consider something. That's, That's what it means to be rejected, to refuse to consider something. To be rejected also means to refuse to accept somebody. To refuse to accept somebody for a job or a position when you apply to the university and you are not taken. In a certain sense, you have been rejected. In a certain sense, you have been rejected. And some of us were rejected. But go to polytechnic. From there, come back to the university. I'm not communicating here. By all means, find yourself there again. Don't let the first rejection be the end of it. You went to one, chase one girl, ah, and she said no. Hey, Pastor Midi, I already said, may you imagine free. So listen, and you are doing where you're free, so a rejection in the house room. Had a mate somewhere. I've had mates in my life. <laughs> Kindergarten, <laughs> LA, secondary school, the university. Even the university, I have different mates. Those, my year mates, my course mates, my floor mates, my roommates, so there are many. I had a mate, and this mate was so close to a certain lady very spiritual lady. We, we all felt that these guys should move the thing. And we could see that, you know, there's a way you can tell when a lady really is in love with a guy. Charlie, you can tell. You can tell. And we could see everybody, in fact, all of us knew. So we had to sit down with this guy and let you know, Charlie, can you see what we are seeing? That this sister is on the floor for you. All she wanted was this, for this man to fire the word of faith. The word of faith is Nadi in thy mouth. <laughs> hey, big guy. And for a long time, first year passed, second year passed, third year passed. This guy was not firing. Eventually, final year, somebody came. Wham! I don't know how the relationship is between the two now. But thankfully, she's happily married. And they are doing very well. And for him, it took quite a long time for him to marry. Yeah. 
When I married, I think a year or two after school. I married a year after school, right? Yeah. No, I think I married a couple of, like three years after school. Yeah, I finished. Married 28, 2008. Finished school 2004, 2005. Yeah. He married, I think, a couple of years. Not a couple, many years after school. Meanwhile, there was one who was willing, ready, spiritual. Any gentleman who is here, who is not seeing what the lady is seeing, may your eyes be open. Amen. Gentlemen, say amen here. Amen. Yeah, because it's, it's amazing. You see, sometimes, and for guys, for guys, sometimes it can be very painful. Well, you can see a sister who is around, very correct, spiritual. Everything is okay. Sometimes my heart bleeds when I speak to some of my sons. There are sons and there are sons. There are some of them, when we speak once, they act. There are some of them, when I speak, I need to be very careful how I even present it. In fact, I'm too careful not to even offend them. But there are some people, I'll tell them, sit down, listen. If you go this way, things will be fine. Yeah. Some of them have gone and things are very fine. And it's not just two years, three years. Four years down the line, things are very, very fine. Yeah. Yeah, because things have been fine with me. Yeah, because so I know where to go and things can be fine. But there are people you are telling them and they are looking at what they are seeing. They are seeing the former ohunu. Ufu diakra ohunda. A lot of people don't know. When you are looking for a spouse, people consider all manner of foolish things. May the Lord help somebody. So, to be refused or to accept someone for a job, to also be rejected is to decide not to use something because its quality is not good enough or inferior. To re refuse to use something, to decide not to use something because its quality is not good enough or is inferior. When you say this is the, uh, something of a low quality, so you don't use it. It won't work. You reject it. You reject it. It's a low product. It's a Chinese low grade. Because now, we used to say it's a Chinese product. You have to, now, when you are speaking, you have to be very careful. Because now everything is Chinese. Yesterday I was speaking with a gentleman from the U.S. And uh, he was telling me that this product is made in the U.S. I said, hey, listen, this product is not made in the U.S. It's designed in the U.S. It's made in China. Yeah. It's designed in the U.S. and made in China. A lot of things are made in China. And in China... You can have the most expensive item. You can also have the, most, the cheapest item. And it's all because of who is buying it. If a Ghanaian goes there to do business, he buys the cheapest ones and brings them to the Ghanaian market. When those who are from the other side go there, they buy the high class one. But when you go there, may you bring quality things. Amen. Can somebody give me a believing amen here? Amen. So before you say somebody's phone is Chinese phone, be very careful. Praise God. Very careful. So when we say something, to reject something is to decide you're not going to use something because its quality is not good enough or is inferior. To reject something is to fail to give a, a person enough care, affection, or love. You know you can be married and be rejected by your husband. When you are not giving your wife the attention she deserves, you are rejecting her. When you give more attention to your mobile phone than you give to your wife, you are rejecting her. When uh, Chelsea takes more of your attention that your wife is communicating to you and you can't still hear what she's saying, you are rejecting her. Yeah. 
So rejection is not only with people who are not married. It can be, you can be married and be rejected. May you not be married and rejected. You see, the one who is single knows he's single. But if you are married and you are living like single, it's very painful. It can be very, very painful. Sometimes I speak to women, I counsel them, and it's, it's pathetic what some women are really going through. Sometimes I ask myself, this guy, ah. so didn't this girl see what was, that this was coming? At all. The thing about women is that sometimes they can see it clearly coming. And they'll still push their head into it. They can push their head into it. Push their head into it. But once your head is inside, may God give you grace to keep it inside. Amen. Say, may God give you grace to keep it. Say, I receive grace to keep it inside. Don't pull it out for any reason. Amen? Yeah. If they want to kill you, bring them. We'll deal with them. But if it's not killing you, keep it inside. May the Lord help you. Say a better amen. amen. Now, seven important facts about rejection. Seven important facts about rejection. Number one, no one is immune to rejection in life. That's what the first thing is that no one is immune to rejection. Somebody say, I'm not immune. Can somebody say louder, I'm not immune. You must understand that you are not immune to rejection. Sometimes when I hear people who have gone through a phase of rejection, be it in marriage, be it in relationship, be it sometimes even in church, sometimes the way they relate and they handle themselves and they behave, you can see that they are children. They are children. You know when a child is rejected, the way they throw tantrums. If you are old and you are rejected and throw tantrums, we need to wear you some pampas. No one is immune. Somebody say rejection is not exclusive to me. Not, not, not. In fact, you are a creature. God is the creator. And God was rejected. Yeah. So if, if you are rejected, you better take the coolie. God, was re- God created men. And the men he created rejected him. So if the one who created men was rejected and he took it cool, he didn't rain fire. And you are cursing people. Listen. Listen, be careful because what you are saying can come back to you. When people are hurt and wounded, the language that comes out of your mouth can be very damaging. It's very, very serious. Whether you are the one who is hurt or you are the one hurting someone, be very careful of your utterances. Because some of the things that you are doing, you are not perfect. And if you become a victim of any of those things, it could easily return to you. Somebody say, I'm not immune to rejection. rejection. What is all this beef about? And pastor, I've been going to the embassy. Every time I go, they bounce me. Who are you? (laughs) Grow up and stop uh, deceiving yourself. Who are you? I've been there four times and they've they've never attended. Pastor, I think somebody's on my case. Nobody's on your case. You are on your case. Rejection is not new. Somebody says it's not new. And you are not immune. The people they bounce, are you better than them? The same way the people they give visa to, you are not better than them. You are also not better than the people they bounce. So when you are bounced, just uh, try and get your documents straight. Get uh, more money into your account and go back. Turn to the neighbor and say, go back. Yeah. By the way, you should even have serious business to want to go there. Am I communicating here? This guy, I gave him all my heart and he dumped it. Listen, you are not the only woman. There are a lot of people who have given the, you gave her your, your heart. Others gave their body, their soul, spirit, everything. <laughs> everything. everything. So thank God your heart is still there. 
Am I communicating here? Very important. Everything. Some people gave money, their house, everything they have, they gave it all. I surrender all to you. Everything. So I tell ladies, don't surrender too quickly. When you are dating a gentleman and you are soon in bed, pop, 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 every time. Listen, the marriage may not come off. Sooner or later, I bet so. Remember, is there something that is driving us? Yeah, I'm telling you, there's something that is driving us. And if you delay the thing, uh, you, you push us. But if you give us easy access, hey. Yeah. No, I, these people who are just looking at me, they, say they, are, they, are, they are just, they are carnal people. Anybody who thinks what I'm saying is not true. Any man who is looking at me with a holy attitude is not born again. It's not born again. You have not seen anything before. Young lady, don't give your body away before you are married. Does, the man doesn't lose anything. You will lose everything. I've counseled too many ladies who have gone through broken relationships. And I've seen the head over and over again. And it's the same thing. It's because they always feel that they have lost too much. The ladies always feel that they've lost too much. Lost too much. They've lost too much. I know the guys, some of them can spread you and do all of those things. But all the spreading has an agenda. He just wants to access the place. Once he accesses the place, he's on. He's finished you and he's cool. That's all. So be careful. But thank God there's an opportunity in Christ to be a secondary and a thirdly, a tertiary virgin. So even if you have gone the first way, there's a second chance for you. There's a third chance for you. There's a fourth chance for you. Can somebody shout an amen here? Praise God. Praise God. I'm not here to make you feel bad or this. I just want you to know that in your next journey, don't make the first mistake. You see, it's only a fool who keeps on repeating the same mistakes. And if you live your life perpetually repeating your mistakes, you'll never go far in life. You don't live a life void of mistakes. As you even progress, you'll still be making mistakes. Listen, if you're living a progressive life, and mistake, mistakes will naturally be a part of you. If you are living a progressive, people who are usually perfect, look smooth, talk smooth, walk smooth, never are corrected, usually are not genuine. Me, in my leadership setting, if there is nothing I correct you about, I fear you because I feel that you are putting up a false pretense. You are, you are pretending to be something you are not. Yeah. I always, you, are, you are becoming fake. Genuine people, they will make mistakes and you correct them. I rather want to see you make a mistake, correct you and see how you behave when I corrected you. Because people have never been corrected before. Usually, you really don't know their character. When people have gone through discipline and been corrected, how they take it. There are some people, a moment I begin to shout at you, stop misbehaving. That may be the end of you from church. So, so stop pretending you love the church and you love me. I know this too much. You are here because the sermon is pleasing. You are here because you are enjoying it. But when it comes hot, you will find your level. But listen, you see, you should not be making the same mistake over and over again. And as much as it's okay to make mistakes, it should not be repeated. 
punished severally. This time, we punish you for not projecting the distance. The next time, we punish you for not projecting. The next time, we punish you for not projecting. You are not learning something. Very, very important. Am I communicating somebody here? It's very important. Anybody you are working with that you, you, you've never corrected, you don't know them much. God was the first to experience rejection. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 7, 8, verse 7 to 9 with me. 7 to 8 with me. 1 Samuel, quickly. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, give us a king to judge us. So Samuel prayed to the Lord. And look at verse number 7. And the Lord said to Samuel, hear the voice of the people. And all that they said to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me. Did you see that? Yeah. They rejected. Israel said, we, don't want, we want a king to reign over us. This God, God is too far. We want a king to reign over us. Meanwhile, God was their king. He said, they have not rejected you, they have rejected me. And God didn't rain fire and brimstone on them when they rejected him. Rejection is one of the commonest human experiences. Somebody say, rejection. It's one of the commonest human experiences. Yeah. And the earlier you get it, the better it will be. Sometimes, the first one rejects you, the second one rejects you, just so that God will bring you. Sometimes God is telling you, don't go the first one, don't go the second one, and you don't hear and he orchestrates the people to reject you. And they reject you so painfully that you go, you withdraw so, so, you withdraw far away from them. Then God begins to get your attention. And when he speaks, you are able to hear. Am I communicating here? Rejection comes for different reasons. I mean, if my first, uh, the lady I first wanted to marry, if she had accepted me, this one would not be here. Yeah. If the second one had accepted, this one would not be here. Am I communicating here? Yeah. Yeah. So when you are rejected and you are feeling some way, listen, it was because somebody was rejected, somebody rejected that you have actually come. So you have to behave yourself. Am I communicating somebody? It's important. Very, very important. Very important. <laughs> how, how many of you had the first and second rejections? Number two, rejection can be emotionally and psychologically painful. Somebody say emotionally and psychologically painful. Yeah, rejection can be emotionally and psychologically painful. If you've never been rejected before, you don't know what we are talking about. The Bible says Jesus was speaking in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 53, verse 2 and 3. He says, my servant grew up in the Lord's presence. Go to verse, he said, Okay, there was nothing beautiful and majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. Verse 3, he says, he was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows acquainted with the deepest grief. Every time you are rejected, you feel it. You uh, feel it. If it is proper rejection, you feel it. Proper rejection. I mean, you're about to submit your form to embassy, and then somebody corrects you, tells you that, add this one, add this one. Then you go and add everything. And now you are very sure, set, that as I'm going there, no kosa. And that is the day you go and somebody rejects you in a, certain, in a way that is obvious that he didn't even look at the document. You know some people, some of the white guys, that's why favor must come in for you. Because some of the people, they don't just look at anything. Every, if they were to examine the thing, pe, 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 as it is, they will pass you. But who swari apetesio, swari bio. Look at the... Oh, yeah, uh, listen, another day. Bye-bye. Painful. Painful. You've done all that you need to do. 
bought all the gifts, visited severally. Then all the things. And when you're about to fire the word, no. She is rather coming to fire something to you. Have you been there before? You have gradually worked on the thing. You just say, okay, today, dear, I want to go and fire the thing. The day you want to fire, that's the day, the afternoon you receive a test message. Uh, Eric, please, I would want to see you this evening. <laughs> and then you meet uh, uh, and say, ah, what time? Okay. Oh, any time from six is fine. Any, any, any matter. So when, when I meet you. <laughs> Usually when the bombshell is coming, it's like that. When I meet you. <laughs> that one, they don't tell you before. When I meet you. And then you go. That was the day you were also planning of taking her to some Chinese to do something. And he says, okay, you know, Eric, uh, I've been meaning to tell you this. But it looks like the time has not been. And this is where, last week was when you sent the most valuable gift. Just to set the foundation straight for the thing. <laughs> then, uh, you see, uh, there's this guy who I've been seeing for some time now. <laughs> But the time he, in fact, she will not even finish before your heart is beating. <laughs> you, you will just be feeling, maybe the ground should just break for me to sink. <laughs> I, I should not be alive to hear what I'm hearing. Am I communicating somebody at all? That's it. Painful. 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 Somebody say, oh. You can come out of that place. And say me, Sroba. From that place, listen. Some men are dangerous. Now, listen. When you see people write certain things in front of their cars, be very careful. People have seen things, too. People have seen things. 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 Praise God. It can be painful. Somebody say it can be painful. Because see, when you are rejected, it tells you, your mind will be wondering. Maybe you are not good enough. Maybe you are not handsome enough. Maybe you are not, you don't have it. All kinds of things. And sometimes the people don't tell you. In fact, the worst form of rejection is the one where you are not giving reasons for the rejection. When the person tells you, you know, because me, I'm a fanti. You are from Volta. We can't marry. My family will not agree. So that's it. You know, it, it, it's a bit comforting. He just told you that. But when the person says, okay, I, I, the thing, it will not work. <laughs> it will not work. It will not work. Oh, why, why won't it work? Because, I mean, on your part, you can see that everything is working. You can see, can't you see? That everything is working. You are gradually working yourself into the thing, and it's like you're almost there. And now she's telling you, Charlie, this thing, you are working it, but I think it will not work. <laughs> why can't it work? He won't tell you. It can be very depressing. So, it can. Number three, uncommon greatness in life is often preceded by rejection. Uncommon greatness. Someone say uncommon greatness. People who usually get exposed and are being groomed and prepared for great things usually are prepared through the crucible of rejection. Sometimes God is preparing a great husband for you. And a lot of things will be rejected along the way. A lot of men, a lot of guys, a lot of ladies will reject you along the way. But keep on pressing. God is preparing someone unique, someone special, someone powerful for you. Can somebody give me an amen here? Yeah. 
I mean, you go through scripture, Joseph, ah, the man who will be the prime minister in Egypt, started with rejection. His father loved him. His brother hated him. Rejected him massively. Look at Moses, the, one of the greatest leaders of Israel all time. This man was also rejected. One day, he saw two of his brothers fighting. And he said, ah, you don't have to be fighting. He said, who made you a judge of us? Why do you want to impose yourself over us? Who made you a leader here? Listen, you better keep your mouth shut. You are not going to kill me like you killed this. They rejected Joseph. When God met him 40 years after, in fact, 80 years after, and he was trying to get him to do it, the rejection was so deep-seated in Joseph. He said, how will I go back? What will I tell them? How will they accept me? I remember those days when I was a young man with a lot of energy, with a lot of zeal, with a lot of muscle. When I wanted to deliver them, they said, who made me a prince? Now look at my gray hair. Look at my background. I'm too old for this kind of task. How would they even believe me at all? Rejection. Amazing. Great people. Great people. Apostle Paul. Do you know that Apostle Paul, scripture, according to uh, Bible commentators and all, and by even biblical account, Apostle Paul is one of the greatest apostles, if not the most greatest apostle of all time. Because he was speaking, he said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And the grace of God which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. Then he said, I labored more abundantly than they, yet not I. But the grace of God that was upon me. He said, I am the least of all the apostles. Later on, he said, I am the chiefest of all apostles. Peter was the one who was walking about with Jesus, so close to Jesus. Everywhere with Jesus. But Peter later on wrote in his book, he said, among all apostles, Apostle Paul, the kind of revelation and insight God has given him is unique. That guy carries word insight into the word of God and into the things of the spirit. That was Apostle Paul. But do you know, when he became an apostle, none of them wanted to associate with him. The moment he got born again, even the one who was supposed to pray for him to receive the Holy Ghost, he said, I don't want to come near you. I've heard too many things about you. Too many things about you. You know that people, <laughs> when you hear their story, you begin to fear. Because you begin to tell yourself, Praise God. So all of them were suspicious. They didn't want to go close, so close to Apostle Paul. Everywhere. Very suspicious of him. Very suspicious. How? But this one became the greatest of all. Listen, I don't care the extent of rejection you have experienced. It may be from your home. It may be from your family. Whatever kind of rejection you've gone through, I declare over your life as God's prophet, it shall turn together for your good. In the name of Jesus. The same people who rejected you before will come at your feet and salute you. Can somebody give me a believing amen? Listen, the woman who walked out of your life and made you feel like you are the most useless man. The man who walked out of you and made you feel like you, can ne- you are not a marriageable m- woman. You can never be any woman of substance. That same man will see you again and see how God has beautified your life. Can somebody give me an amen here? Give me an amen here. Give me a better amen here. Rejection number four never leaves you the same. Somebody say rejection. Never leaves you the same. Rejection never leaves you the same. That's why I'm, I'm teaching this. Rejection never leaves you the same. There are a lot of people. And when you have been rejected before, you need to admit it and deal with it. When you don't deal with it, it will be there. It will be there. It will simmer. And it will grow. Sooner or later, at a certain 
time in your life, it will just show up to mess you up. Rejection. It never leaves you the same. If you were rejected by a father, rejected by a parent, rejected by a loved one, rejected by a beloved or something, it never leaves you the same. Rejection. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter, it said, some of the people, through faith, out of weakness, they were made strong. That word ministered to me. Uh, I think verse 34, 34, 30, 34. It said, through faith, they quenched, verse 34, through faith, they quenched the violence of fire. Somebody said, violence of fire. This is what they did by faith. Escape the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong. Can you see that? Did you see that? Are you seeing that? Out of weakness they were made what? Out of weakness they were made strong. They were made strong. The Bible said out of weakness were made strong. Out of weakness. Out of weakness. You see, there are times where you go through a weak moment and you can still become strong out of a weakness. You can be down. Things will be so bad. But you can still come out stronger. You see, rejection never leaves you the same. Out of rejection, you either be made a better person or a bitter person. Out of rejection, you either be made a wise person or a foolish person. Out of rejection, you come come out stronger or weaker. And, and it's your choice, essentially. How you come out of rejection is largely your choice. One man by the name of Ahitophel, one day he gave counsel and they never took it. And now some of us, when we give counsel and it's never taken, you are in a meeting, you can't even be part of a group. When you are in a group and your opinion is not taken, then the meeting is not holding again. You have a certain kind of complex. You need to work on it. Praise God. I hit off a gay council. And you know, because he has been known to be a wise man. That day, when he finished, they said, today we are not working with your council. You know what I hit off a day? He went and hanged himself. The generation after him lost out on the benefit of his wisdom. And it's because he could not stand rejection. He could not stand. Because they rejected his word, he went in. Even God's word was rejected. You know that. And God didn't kill himself. He's still God. Yeah. God's word was rejected. So when you speak and it's rejected, why do you worry yourself? Number six, a negative response to rejection can have damaging effects on your life and that of others. Okay, number five is most people react or respond negatively to rejection. Like a hate of They reject negatively to respond. When your proposal fails, it should not prevent you from aspiring to love again. One of the people who can sometimes find it very difficult to love are people who have gone through extreme dimensions of rejection. When you have gone through dimension, or if you have not been, you have not been loved so well, there are some people where you even tell them you love them, they can't believe it. Yeah, they can't believe it, I'm telling you. They can't believe it. Some people also struggle to tell another person, I love you. It's, it's all a complex. It's a complex. If you can't easily give love, and if you can't easily receive love, you have a problem. It's, it may be born out of rejection somewhere along the line. You need to work on it. You need to work on it. Rejection. Most people, some people, when they are rejected, they become depressed. Their mood will change for the next one month. Rejection. They will, some of them will withdraw. Because when things are tough, you don't run away from people. You need people. That's why you need to be very careful. Be careful how you deal with people and you relate to people. Some of us, our human relations are just too poor. Too, too poor. Too poor. Too poor. Too poor. You, you have not learned to be accommodative. You have not learned to be tolerant. You have not learned to flow with people. You are so unforgiving that you can't relate with people. So when something negative happens to you, you are all alone. Listen, when you are alone, you can easily die. 
easier to die alone. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9, it says two are better than one for they have a good reward of their labor. How come you are so suspicious of everybody? Nobody can be trusted because one person disappointed you. Nobody is uh, uh, faithful because some one person and you are keeping things by yourself. Listen, life alone, life as a loner is dangerous. God never designed you to live life alone. Am I communicating here? Yeah, never, never. And particularly people he has given us in his family, in church, they are very crucial. When you are going through a challenge, the one of the things that can help you, sometimes it's not even what you read from the Bible. It's just having solid relationships around you. People, they just come and sit around you and they are not saying anything, but they are just showing you that they love and they care. That can help you stay longer in health practice. Psychologically, it's, it's, it's encouraged. They just tell you, go home. And then half, they tell, they call about support, supportive system. What do you call it? Okay, social support. Social support. Social support. That's what they call it. Social support. And you, if the medical aspect will not work and they ask you to go for social support, where is your social support? Where is your social support? Where is your social support? Of all the families in church, there is no, none you have ever invited come home and let's just have a chat. Nothing. Everything is just you, yourself, and your wife. Listen, be careful. Because when something that is higher comes against you, you may not survive it. You may not. 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 Some people are not able to relate with you because they're suspicious. They are too suspicious of people. They can't trust anybody. Listen, you cry and go on trust. Why can't you trust somebody? Even God trusts you. So if God, the almighty, the most faithful, the most holy, has decided to trust you, why can't you trust someone? Why some star being a monk? Among human beings, but you are living like a monk. Risky. 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 As long as you live on earth, you'll be hurt. So learn how to manage hurt rather than stay away from being hurt. If you don't want to be hurt, then go and live in the bush. Be a hermit. You know what a hermit is? Hermit. Yeah, be a hermit. That's, that's where you won't have anything. And as you are there alone, when a lion appears, you see how he survived there. Am I communicating here? Most people reject and respond negatively to rejection. Number six. Negative response to rejection can have damaging effect on your life and that of others. Negative response to rejection can have damaging effect on your life and that of others. You see, if you have been rejected before and you have not dealt with it, please don't try and go join yourself with somebody's daughter and call her your wife. Because once you have not dealt with that rejection, you will bring it into the home. Every act of your husband will be interpreted as being rejected. Everything. Everything. One of the most difficult people to relate with are people who feel rejected and loved and wanted and deserving. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Charlie, no matter what you do, they, they are, they are, you, always, you always have to do so much. And every human being can do so little. You have to do so much. Will you be And anything. In the book of John 9, Luke chapter 9, verse 52 to 56. 
and sent messengers before his face. And as they went, they entered a village of the Samaritans to prepare for him. Verse number. But they did not receive him because his face was not set for the journey to Jerusalem. This is Jesus. He's about to go to a place. And then he sends the disciples to go and prepare the place. When the people, the people went, they didn't receive them. Look at what he said. When his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them just as Elijah did? Who have you released fire to consume? Who? I pray this pastor is not part. I pray your husband is not part. I pray your children are not part. Let's release fire. You know, there are some people, when they reject you, you feel so bad towards them that if you had a gun, you just point it to your head and shoot them. That's what they are saying here. Let's just call fire and consume them. Fire. Jesus, he turned and rebuked them and said, you do not know what manner of spirit you have. Ours is not a calling down fire. That's what I tell you. We live in a dispensation of love. In a love generation, we don't curse people. That's not what we do. We don't curse people. We don't take people to uh, uh, this in, uh, uh, pray about to obey. That's not, that's not what we do. No. We don't take people's picture and rain fire on them. No. You deal with the spirit. Am I communicating here? Yeah, that's not it. The Bible said, what did the Bible say? It said, love your enemies. Pray for them. Do good to them. That's how you relate under the New Testament. That's the spirit of the New Testament. Anything else is fake. You may get results, but that's not God's authentic way. I'm not communicating here. And I'm telling you, I've seen it. I've practiced it for a very long time. That's how I've lived my life. I don't have one human being in my life I don't talk to. That woman I told you used to take me to a two-force house. You know? Some Christ, I think it's about just about three, three Christmas on a row that I've not sent something across. And it's because my list was so long. So I decided that she has received enough over the period. But I'm sure this year she'll receive something. Every year, almost every year, until just the past three years or so that I remember, I've not sent something. And because there are other people who have a high priority that need to be attended to. I live with my brother and... I was a bad boy, and I've said it too many times. If you've been in the church for a long time, you know it. I was a very bad boy. I smoked weed. I, I womanized. I drank alcohol. Yeah. When I was in secondary school, I was a wild guy. Even in my born against it, you can see that I'm, I'm, I can be wild sometimes. Yeah, so, so yeah, when, when you see that sometimes I'm descending on somebody, don't, don't feel too bad. Ah, Pastor Eddie, this was you. No, listen. My bathroom. My bathroom. Holy Ghost, I'm on my bathroom. First now. I remember the last time when we went to home to uh, officiate a wedding. I took Reverend Bright. I think I was in the company of Reverend Bright. I took them to the cemetery. Those days when I was in secondary school. I would smoke weed. Between 4 a.m., uh, 3 a.m. Maybe sometimes, if it's Friday, I'll go out, go high up, and then by the time you are coming back, everywhere is closed. So I find myself to the, uh, in the cemetery, one, a tomb that is nicely laid. Around 2 a.m., 1 a.m., I just lie down, sleep comfortably. <laughs> the next day, when I wake up, I just find my way and go to the school. That's the kind of life I lived. We're in a classroom that was as high, a little higher, or just about this height. And I've done something my housemaster was looking for me, badly. Badly, he was looking for me. And those times, our school, 
now it's Lubes. Those times it was shatter. You know that wooden shatter? Yes, you open it and there's a bar inside like that. They had been looking for me for weeks. I will come for class. When I come for the class, when the class is about rounding up, I know when to step out for a wee break. <laughs> so every time they look for me and sort me out, they never got me. One day, it was uh, two weeks they had not seen me. Then they needed me. So they knew it was exam and I will come and write my exam. So my housemaster himself came. And there was only one entrance to the classroom. So he came and instead of invigilating everybody, he decided to put his desk at the, at the entrance. At the entrance there. So that he knew it's decided. I, when I got to the class, I was told that uh, uh, Mr. Yogbe was looking for me. His name was Dan Yogbe. Mr. Dan Yogbe. Now, he was looking for me. And I knew, what, I knew he had been looking for me for a long time. But I didn't expect that because he was, uh, he was an English literature teacher. Uh, I'm a science class. You are not writing English. What are you doing in my class? So <laughs> and when I saw him there, uh, I had already gone there. And I needed to write the paper because it was an important paper. So I sat there. And then uh, while I was writing the paper, it's not the paper my mind was on. I was just thinking about how will I, you know, <laughs> today, how will I, how will I do it? But my class, you know, so he was seated there and my, my, I sat behind close to a shutter, one of the shutters. So when, and one, how will I run away? What time can I do this? Yeah, because I, I obviously not the gate. And when everybody's busy seated and writing exams, there's no way you can make any fast move. So an idea came to my mind. <laughs> when it was time, he said, uh, it's time, stop work. Everybody will get up. So when we got up, everybody got up. I held the bar in between the shutter. And I jumped. I don't know how, how I have my two legs standing. And I, I don't walk with any deformity. Because you can imagine jumping from a building either this high or a little higher than this. And then stepping on ground. And then you don't step on ground to lie down. You step on ground to run. <laughs> now listen. Listen. When, when you see me do what I do, serve God, give to God, uh, be dedicated to God the way I do, it's because I've come from far. You see, the way I worship and I sing and I go, it's because I remember where he took me from. I remember what life used to be like. And I know how life is now. Yeah, so if I went so far, I remember the inter-schools day, that the day it got to the crescendo, it was inter-schools. I've been smoking this thing up and down. But today, I said I wanted to take it to another level. Smoked it, drank tea, and chew some of them. Then all of a sudden, I began to hallucinate. To hallucinate is to look at men and see them as trees. That's what it means. That, that was, that, yeah, that, that was how I understood the word. That, that English word is an English word that I got to know very early. Because when I began to ask what became, what was happening to me, and they started describing it, it's hallucination. If you go check it. You see human beings as trees. And then somebody carried me to one prayer camp. Oh, Ed up here, the Lord bless you so wherever he is. They pray for me. I don't know how it all stopped. But since many years ago, I got born again. Since that day, 
I've never smoked another cigarette. I've never smoked weed. I've never taken any alcohol. In fact, the smell and the taste of it doesn't tell me at all. Many years now. Listen, I said all of that to actually tell you something. Sometimes, you see, we have to put the Bible down after we have quoted voraciously from it and tell you about what we have been through so you can appreciate the Bible better. When God says forgive and you think you have done things, people have done things you can't forgive them. People have done things you can't open up to them. Listen, we've gone through experiences. We've gone through experiences. Listen, if you have not been rejected, expect it. It's coming. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Yeah. Am I not a blessing to you? This is, this is product of rejection. All the things you are hearing and you are blessing your life is a product of rejection. So if you are not rejected, I don't know who you, you could be a blessing to. That you may never become because you were never rejected. Am I communicating here? It's my prayer that God will help you. It's my prayer that anywhere, even if you are going through a phase of rejection, there are some of them we pray against them. There are some of them we have to endure it. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, when there are certain rejections, you just have to run away from it. Others, you have to face it squarely as a man. Be bold. Make, set your face like a flint and face it. Other times, you just have to lie low. Other times, you have to endure it. It's painful, but you're enduring it. Because if you're a Joseph and you need to become a prime minister, your brothers have to sell you. Joseph, Potiphar's wife has to keep you, lie on you. And then the, the butler has to forget you. All painful. So that you can stand out as Joseph. I don't know who you are. Somebody may be the Joseph of your family. Somebody may be the Joseph of your business. Somebody may be the Joseph of your uh, city. It's your, in your generation. It's my prayer that the grace of God will help you. Amen. I'm praying for you that healing will come to you. Amen. Anyone who is sick, you are emotionally tortured. You are emotionally scarred. Some things have gone on and they've worried your emotions. Maybe your father abused you. Maybe your mother abused you sexually and you feel troubled and you don't feel like you can ever be okay. I want you to pray for yourself. Pray that healing will come. Heal me, O oh Lord, and I will be healed. Thank you, Father, for healing. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you, Lord, for health and wholeness coming to your people. Lord, I give you glory. I give you praise. Thank you that out of this service, we are wise for it. We are blessed for it. Thank you, Spirit of God, for having your way amongst us. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Heal me, O oh Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, and I will be saved. Heal me, O oh Lord, and I will be healed. For you're the one I pray. Your hand on your heart. Heal me, O oh Lord, and I will be saved. Save me, save me, and I will be saved. Heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. For you're the one I pray. 
will be healed. Set me. Save me and, and I will, will be saved. Heal me, oh Lord, and I will be healed. For you are, for you are the one I pray. You're the one I pray. Heal me, oh Lord. Oh, heal me, oh Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, Lord. Save me, and I will be saved. Heal me, oh Lord, and I will be healed. For you're the one I pray. You're the one. I will be, be saved. saved. 
for those who need to be healed emotionally. Maybe you are, you, you are wounded emotionally. You need healing, I'll pray for you. But I want to give an opportunity to someone to be saved of the Lord. You are not saved. Just as many years ago, I needed salvation. Maybe you need salvation likewise today. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my life to the Lord. I want to be born again. I want to begin like you began many years ago and you are standing in faith today. If you are here this morning, you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, lift up your hands. Let me pray with you. If you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, lift up your hands. Let me pray with you. If you, you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, lift up your hands. Let me pray with you. You are here. You want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, lift up your hands. Let me pray with you. Say this up to me, Lord Jesus. I thank you for today. I call upon you. Come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. I confess that you died for me. You rose again for my rescue. I receive you into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Father, for redeeming this one, for saving him, and for, Lord, establishing him in your house. In Jesus' precious name. Now, you need emotional healing. Something happened. Some kind of rejection happened. You are so wounded, badly wounded, badly wounded, badly wounded. Just put your hand on your heart. God is healing you today if you would allow him. God is healing you today. I sense the strong healing anointing of God in this place. God is healing and restoring. That wound will be gone as if you never had it. You'll meet that person and the friction and the, and, the, and the hurt will be gone. God is eliminating all of that now. He's eliminating all of that now. Just open up your heart to the spirit of God. He's healing you now. He's healing you now. He's healing you now. He's healing you now. Bringing you deliverance. He's able to heal the brokenhearted. He's able to heal the brokenhearted. Receive your healing now. Receive your healing now. Some of you will testify. Today marks the day of your freedom. Today marks a new day, a new beginning. A season you will never forget in your life. This service you will never forget because God is bringing you wholeness. Healing and wholeness. Healing and wholeness. Receive it now. Thank you, Spirit of God. Thank you, Spirit of God. Thank you, Spirit of God. Spirit of God, thank you. Thank you for healing. Thank you for healing. Thank you for healing. When you heal, we are healed. When you deliver, we are delivered. When you save, we are saved. Thank you, Spirit of God, for healing wounded hearts, for restoring wounded relationships. And for Father, giving your people a brand new heart. Thank you for a new season. Thank you for a season of joy. Thank you for a season of gladness. Thank you that anything that was blocked, hitherto, out of this service is released. 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 Lord, I give you praise. I honor you today. Thank you for healing marriages. Thank you for healing family bonds. Thank you, Lord. 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 Be magnified. Take all the glory. Thank you for healing. Thank you for healing. Thank you for healing. Thank you for a new season for your people. In Jesus' matchless name.
Dr. Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages, as well as books by Pastor Afuakwa, please call 020-422-5790 or 027-422-5790 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services, 6.30 to 8 a.m. fair service, 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. second service, and on Tuesdays for our word encounter service, 6 to 8 p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nana Ama Ejakuma Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santa Serranabout, Kumase, Ghana. God richly bless you. My life. My life.